I would say Happy New Year, Squeezer, but is it? <laughs> Hi! Oh, um... Yeah, you had yeah. to get your shtick out. Yeah, right? Yeah. I had, yeah. Sorry, it's... I, I set up for it. Like, I gotta <laughs> do a lot of work to get the voice there. I can't just bail on it. I thought I was playing just the walkthrough, the playthrough of Pokemon Red, <laughs> and all of a sudden some <laughs> dickhead started talking. This is a complete walkthrough. I'm like, fuck. That was good timing. Yeah, I was like, right. post. Times it. Well, I did it. Uh, I mi I kind of missed the post. Yeah. I flew right past it. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, it's a beautiful. 1998 was uh, a hell of a year. I think right? it, it could be surmised. Did you see the graphic I made in Photoshop? Hang on. Let me scroll over. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love. I was going to point out that I love that it's two very 1998 things in, but we still make sure to keep Alpha in just because, well. Right. He's the kind of your intergalactic host. Yeah. He's the glue that ties this whole show together. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, what a weird day. Um, it's yeah. It's the first Wednesday um, of the new year. I guess that's always weird, <laughs> right? Yeah, that's it's because it's that's right. It's the first show of the year. That's why it's weird. Yeah, and we are here Nothing to bring you else um, weird happened today. Joy and happiness and relieve any thoughts of uh, despair and uh, yeah. uncertainty, sadness, and um, like I I was planning an insurrection, but at the Nintendo America headquarters, if they didn't release Ocarina of Time for the Switch, but these guys kind of stole my thunder. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think you're going to make the news today, buddy. Sorry. I mean, like, guys, if you're going to do an insurrection, you know, I called dibs. It's fuck. Yeah, they couldn't have at least gotten Ocarina time. Uh, sure, that should have been the first thing. Guys, let's go to Washington, Redmond. And while you're there, you could have gone after Bill Gates for trying to put microchips in you via vaccines. Uh, yeah. but a two time, like a, a, a twofer, uh, two birds with one stone stop at Nintendo of America and say, we demand you release a, a Zelda. What are you doing over there? You going through files? What? You're making a lot of noise. Oh, oh, you can hear that? Yeah. Sorry. I got a lot of papers in front of me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Dan rather. Anyway, you go to Nintendo of America and demand they release a Zelda 3D All-Stars, much like they did Mario. And these are the three games I want. Politely. Politely. No, and you storm in. And then you sit in, oh. you sit in Mario's chair and you demand it. <laughs> I, want, I want Zelda Ocarina of Time. Mahora's Mask or Majora's Mask, however. Majora. That could the be majority on. say Majora. That could be on there, but it doesn't need to be. Uh, I would prefer... Wind Waker on there because mm. the way they did the way they did uh, Mario 3D All-Stars was Mario 64 Mario Sunshine and um, uh, one of the Mario uh, the, the Space Mario from Wii so that's a, a 64 GameCube and a Wii so you do Ocarina of Time 64 mm -hmm. you do Wind Waker GameCube and you do Twilight Princess from Wii huh huh Oh, okay, yeah, I'm not. I mean, I don't have a Switch, so 
I don't care about that sound. I, I want it much like you with your cereal and candy. I just want it to exist. Not that I would. I mean, we're, we've been playing uh, and, Among and Us too much. Maybe I'll get a Switch. Among Graphics got to be better than the games I'm playing on my PlayStation. <laughs> so. They're apparently releasing a pro 4K version of the Switch this year. Oh. Yeah. And Nintendo does those incremental oh. upgrades because they, uh, they have the ability somehow yeah. for a system that's underpowered to sell a bazillion of them. Because they make fun games. That's pretty much it. Animal Crossing. That's what it comes down to. During uh, the quarantine, Animal Crossing was an outlet for me, and I get it. It was fun. It's still Enchantress Stills, uh, tending to her island to this day. With... I'm going to have to end up buying three next-gen consoles. This will be the first time, I think, ever I do that. <laughs> You're going to get the Xbox, whatever Microsoft... it is? I have to. I'm going to have to down the road. Why? Because Microsoft bought oh, Bethesda, Bob Bethesda. Right. and they make all the games I play, no I'm matter just, how buggy they might be. I'm just waiting because if they make like a pro Switch, I'd rather get the next GTA on like something I could take on the road with me, you know, and play anywhere than than be hamstrung to a console. Not that there ever there's a chance ever. It'd be really cool though if they released GTA Online for Switch, wouldn't it? Yeah, as long as you can play cross platform because you want you want to play i mean you play gta online now with a bunch of 12 year olds you want to play gta online with a bunch of eight year olds <laughs> yeah i then I'd, I'd do better <laughs> uh, i don't know yeah a little better and we're playing uh we were playing among you know what among us is mm-hmm. so we were playing among us and we were in this room and we kept playing and playing and playing and they're they're like this is a really chill room. I like this room. They're like, okay, what's your Snapchat? I want to friend you. And they're like, how old are you? I'm like, in my 30s. They're like, oh, I'm 17. I was like, oh, cool. I legally can't give that to you. Yeah, right. Uh, I'm that guy that you're going to learn about in health class, kids. Just, uh... <laughs> and then they asked if I was Mexican or white. I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> This is a proud boy. <laughs> I just ignored it at that point. And they've yeah, they've not friended me because I was like, oh, yeah, Mark K. Fulton, go. We're fun. We could be friends. How, how did they get Mexican out of all the. I don't. I really. I, I, I don't know. I really. It was really strange. Uh, and Chantress was more jealous. Someone wanted to make friends with me than her. She's like, why do they want to make oh. friends with you and not me? I'm like, well, I'm cooler. Because they have the same mentality as right. you. Right. <laughs> they sense they another the child in the room. same level. They sense another child in the room. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, that's uh, Among Us, though, is very fun. It's very addictive. I'm going to make it team building at work because you could download it for free on your phone. We could all play each other. Oh. Yeah. I just got to get... Uh, Ian will will be, he'll enjoy it too much. He'll want to be the imposter and just kill us all the time. It'll be cathartic for him. Oh well, you know, as long as he gets out of his system that way. Oh man, Joe's right. I should have been like, yeah, I'll, you could be my Snapchat friend, but first go to wherever you listen to podcasts. Hopefully, Apple Podcasts and rate and review around your <laughs> podcasts. <laughs> we talk about things that existed before you were born. In fact, our cutoff, I think, was the year they were born. Uh, yeah, no, no. If they were seventeen, mm-hmm. well, it depends. What's our 
<clears throat> well, then you we say like watching wrestling before they were born. Yeah, right. Oh, four. Yeah, yeah. I should have, but yeah, that was Among Us has been fun. Um, Mario Kart. My sister uh, bought her boyfriend a Switch for Christmas and got a Mario Kart. So we've been playing. Um, that's super fun to play online. And the cursing is like you, you don't you say the most horrible and horrendous things to people. Yeah, you know, especially loved ones when you're playing Mario Kart with them. Yeah, yeah. You get one red shell up the ass right before you're crossing the finish line, and my sister called me a cunt. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Jeez. I'm kidding. She didn't, but she was just some choice words. Motherfucker, you hear yell across the room. You just, you just, you just wanted to say it and get away with it. Um, yeah, so, yeah. Um, I yeah, was, I was you, just quoting friends over that game. Uh, yeah, I was just quoting. Uh, I was copying Chasing Amy. Have you ever yes. seen a nun call a small child a fucking cunt? <laughs> <laughs> I have. <laughs> to me, I was in Catholic it school. Make, I mean. I mean, I don't blame her. She was right. No. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Oh, yeah. She was. She had warranted ground. Yeah. But yeah, uh, Mario Mario Kart has been over the holidays something we've been playing on a nightly. But you get lost. You're like, so there's four races per game. You play like four or five games. It's two in the morning. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you can get really caught up in Mario Kart. Same with Among Us. And I also have been playing. I bought. Uh, Jurassic World Evolution, the Sim Builder, which is pretty fun. Yeah, I was going to. I don't have a PC, but it was actually free for like two days to download. I paid seventy dollars for it. Jesus Christ! Yeah, but it's like the ultimate edition or whatever. It's got all the. Okay, yeah, this I think the, the base edition, but it was for PC, and then I'd have to go and buy like Windows and get Boot Camp and all that happy shit. So I just. Yeah. Um, did you watch any of the New Year's Rockin' Eve, the Dick Clark? Um, so, I, let's see, how did my New Year's go? Um, put the kids to bed. Okay. I think I fell asleep doing that. Okay. Woke back, oh, oh yeah, put to sleep, woke back up at 10, and I'm insistent that i'm gonna go downstairs make clams and i'm gonna go play video games while you go to bed and i don't really care about new year's she's like no you're about to fall down the steps get in bed so i stumbled my way to bed you didn't make your clams she uh, no i fell asleep around eight putting the kids to bed woke back up at 10 stumbled into bed at 10 she woke me up uh with like a minute to go at midnight and I remember I, I stayed awake enough for that. And I remember hearing the first couple chords of New York, New York. And then I was making breakfast at like seven. Oh, wow. So I almost I, I almost slept about I slept about 11 hours through New Year's. It was fantastic. <laughs> I didn't miss a thing. We watched the whole thing, including J-Lo doing her best Steven Tyler impression. Um, it was weird. There was no one there. A lot of yeah, pe- I saw... I felt I, like an I old man, too. I saw... When they kept like cutting to artists, I was like, who is Nia Cat? Isn't that a meme, that the Pop-Tart cat that flies across the <laughs> screen? I was like, who, 
Who is this person? Who is this person on screen? <laughs> Goddamn kids and there are no music. So I felt kind of old there. But I did know Machine Gun Kelly prior to this year. I did not. But I'm very much into his pop punk album, which he performed songs off of. And his pink outfit, um, which is pretty cool. Uh, but uh, then afterwards, I put... Oh. You know what? what? I remember I was up just a little bit, probably like 15 minutes or so before I passed back out and I had the TV on in the bedroom. And Nelly was on. Yeah, Nelly, Nelly did his. And I go, I got all excited because I actually pointed at the TV and I go, I know who that is. Yeah. Um, That's when you know you're an old man. Uh, Nelly was um, late. We were doing, I was, we were doing video at Shady McCoy's birthday party. And we were doing there doing nothing till like one thirty in the morning, and finally, I was like, where I was back there with the organizer and Shady. I'm like, we're we're leaving. They're like, I I thought Nelly was coming. We're gonna do video from. We're leaving. Like, no, he's here. He's right here. And Nelly walked up. He goes, Hey, what's up? I'm like, Hey, well, we're about to go. Are you going on? He's like, Yeah, don't worry. I'm only doing like forty five seconds. I'm gonna do all my songs and get off stage. I was like, What? You can do all your songs in forty five <laughs> seconds? And that's pretty much what he did. <laughs> Good for him. Yeah. He was on like maybe I'm, like I'm, that, I'm exaggerating. He might have been out there for three minutes or so. But that's like that Boys to Men show we did and they were out there for maybe twenty five, thirty minutes. No, boys and then they did all Boys to Men always does like an hour, I think. They do a solid hour. Uh, I don't know if it, I don't think No, nah, they always an do an hour. Short. But like vanilla I remember the curtain. The curtain closed, and the lady, the lady goes, "Are they coming back out again?" And I'm like, "I don't know." As I pop my table out, <laughs> well, <laughs> an hour is short, Squeezer. It is. It it was it was less than an hour. It might have, been, but I've done voice to men. There's some that are really, and they're bad if you're a fan. But for me, working the show, I'm like, this is amazing. Oh yeah, like it's Vanilla like, Ice did. Home. Vanilla Ice did two songs. He did Ninja Rap and Ice Ice Baby. Gee. <laughs> for that like 90s star i was like, like this is great you're driving home while they're still standing there waiting for him to come back right out for the yeah i'm, I'm home and they're like is there gonna be an encore uh meanwhile dave Grohl doesn't even go off the stage three hours of rock and roll that's why he's a rock god though yeah all right um uh, we've yammered on <clears throat> Uh, I don't know how we've only done 15 minutes of yammering. I think it's yeah, but uh, oh, I didn't tell you about my New Year's. Yeah, well, well, Enchantress fell asleep shortly after midnight, and I put Mm -hmm. Ghostbusters 2 on, watched that, and then proceeded to be up till 4 a.m. watching, I think, uh, old Louis Sunny in Philadelphia episodes. Nice, yeah. So, you you went to bed shortly before I woke up, (laughs) yeah. The old man. Yeah. Oh, it was great. It was great. And I just, I didn't care. And then, you know what? Then I had clams for lunch the next day. So. You're all excited about those clams, too. Clam. I was so excited about my clams. The next piece of artwork I'm going to get made is I'm going to have uh, Handsome Corey draw Squeezer as both the carpenter and the walrus leading all the clams out of the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, his... just wait until I, wait, wait until I get back into crab legs i give it a shot she still won't let me um yeah, she well, doesn't want me going to an emergency room right now 
What is it? Amphileptic shock, I believe is the term. Yeah. Yep. My amphileptic shock. Yeah. <laughs> sure. My plan is to just might just have like a clam bake, like or like a crab bake, if you will, like in the parking lot of the ER. Just steam a bunch of crabs, draw some butter, enjoy, and just walk in. Like, just give Jake your epipen, doctor, please. And if you're grabbing your throat, stab you somewhere with it and inject. <laughs> uh, I don't have one, and I don't feel like I need one. So. No. Because I don't think I'm actually allergic. I think it's all just psychosomatic. Is it aflamectic so. shock? Amplamectic shock? Yep, amplamectic. Amplamectic. Uh, I, 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 I used to have an EpiPen. I just never refilled it and then just stopped because it's expensive. Because it expires oh, after Oh, well, like you a should year. go. You, you can get in on that uh, that class action lawsuit. Aflamectic? Aflac? Yes, aflac shock. What kind? Hold on, I gotta go to this. Anaphylactic. Anaphylactic. There you go. This that that didn't, that sounds made up. Anaphylactic shock. Huh? I'll be damned. <laughs> <laughs> I almost went into anaphylactic shock in front of you. Oh, that's right. You did. Yeah. It's like. Oh, I can't eat these. Right. I peeled out of the parking lot at about 90 miles an hour to the CVS across the street, bought a big box of Benadryl and took a handful, then had to work the rest of the night. Oh, what a trooper. Yeah. Mentals. Yeah. Closely related to Who peas. Thought, huh? Apparently. Yeah. Who would have thought? Yeah. You know what? You learn something new every day. Sometimes it's the last thing you learn. Sometimes, unfortunately, Squeezer, that wasn't my day. Nah. But it's 1998, everybody, and before we mm -hmm. get started, um, everybody, if you need to go take a bathroom break, mow your lawn, <laughs> shovel your driveway, write your last will and testament, whatever you need to do, Squeezer's about to do his obligatory list of nonsense. Buggling. It, here's the thing. It absolutely, 100%, is obligatory because <laughs> it's just become it's the only actual bit on this show yeah god <laughs> like, damn actual like yeah um i was doing it i was doing like a I'm real impression lie. of cornet today were you in there when i was doing mm -hmm. it about about I, don't, I wasn't sure no i don't think you were in there about jericho being fat Oh, no, I wasn't there for that was yeah we were talking about jericho so uh jericho i guess a lot of nba fans when the game was over, they were watching AEW and saw Jericho, and they started tweeting about how fat he was. And I only know this because I was listening to Jim Cornette's uh, rant. He's like, "God damn, they're fucking, goddamn fucking watch WWF, and they fucking they turn on they see Jericho. He's not on the gas or nothing, and he's fucking fat. And goddamn, they fucking think this fucking WWE ripoff." <laughs> and so I'm sounding more <laughs> like the Tiger King now. I was I was pretty good. Huh. But I guess yeah. But then you watch. I was watching Royal Rumble '92 last night because you know that's what mm -hmm. I do. And I'm, I'm like looking at Owen Hart and Jim Neinhart, and they're fat as fuck. I'm like, uh, I'm like, not everyone could be a big. Oh, God, look at the muscle. Ah, ha, ha, ha. ah, the veins. It's like he's like a giant walking card cock. Ah, ha, ha. <laughs> you know, it's not a family a, show. Not everybody could be like veiny and vascular and musculature musculature 
Some people like Owen Hart and kind of, um, and Chris Jericho, man, he's 50. Let him have a little bit of a gut. He took it in stride, though, I think. Yeah. Popped a little bit of the bubble. Fuck, you're watching NBA. What the fuck's wrong with you to begin with? Yeah. No offense to those fans of ours watching NBA. Yeah. Yeah. I just like. You know, I'm, I'm scrappy. All right, Squeezer, start your list before I piss right. anyone else off. Here we go. Let's, let's get this out of the way. By the way, I really did peter out on this one towards the end. It's not nearly as complete, so I Oh, no. Darn. Jeez. Just barely. What are we going to do? Uh. Uh, all right, so it was 1998. Uh, it was my, it was my freshman year of high school, so that's going to play a lot into this, especially my first pick. Uh, gas is a dollar fifteen a gallon. Bacon, more importantly, is two dollars and fifty-three cents a pound. What, what year did you graduate? Two thousand one. I thought. I thought you're. Yeah. Two thousand two. Yeah. Two thousand two. Yeah, yeah. You were two years. You were one year younger, but you're. T- you were. You were the late July, so you started a year. I was early July, so I started. Yeah, and I could have gone, but uh, you know, like all the kids, all my friends were younger than me, so. Okay, I, back. I was yeah. younger than all my friends. Yeah, so, so we should have been, like, together. Yeah. But. Forever. Forever. No, you should have graduated. Uh, and and now we are. Yeah. So maybe are. it's for the best. All right, continue. Although we on. never would have went to the same school. No, but continue. Uh, it was, it was uh, fun fact, it was a Thursday. Mm-hmm. And it was the International Year of Oceans. Oh, and also it was the year 87 in North Korea. So, yeah, that's fun. Uh, we got three big birthdays. Uh, a little company named Exxon Mobil was born because there are two separate things before that. Oh, a Google and the International Space Station. All started in 1998. No shit. Look at that. Yeah. Uh, oh, the U.S. had a budget surplus. Last time that happened. Uh, yeah. The President of the United States was impeached. Uh... Ooh, we got those new $20 bills. You realize that was 22 years ago? Jesus Christ, really? Yeah, that's what that with the made, big head? really hit me hard. Yeah, with the big head? Yeah, that was 98. Uh, Windows 98, uh, no shit. Uh, Europe bans uh, human cloning, and China goes hold my beer. Uh, the FDA approves Viagra. Uh, uh, Barbie gets a uh, friend, Becky... And she has a fun wheelchair. Uh, what else did I did? Oh, Bob Ballard uh, discovers the USS Yorktown. Uh, a whole lot of nuclear tests go off in uh, Pakistan and India. That's fun. Oh, we lost a lot of famous people in 1998. Sonny Bono, Frank Sinatra, Lloyd Bridges, Alan Shepard, the space guy, Bob Kane. You know who Bob Kane is? I think Captain America. He wrote. Yeah. Drew him. Yeah, I think so. Uh, he helped. I, I, know, I know who Bob Kane is. He helped Bill Finger create Batman and took all the credit for it. Yes. Him. Yes. That's the guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, E.G. Marshall. Uh, some old people might know him from 12 Angry Men. You would know him as uh, Art, Clark's father in law. I've I've seen Twelve Angry Men. Well, yeah, I know. I said old. 
Is that a Jake joke? I love... <laughs> no, I love that movie. Yeah, so. so I Kidding me? It's shot in one room. Yeah, it's a bottle episode uh, in the movie. Got... Yeah. Uh, the Galaxy 4 satellite shit the bed. Uh, 80% of pagers in the U.S. are useless uh, for a day. Uh, CBS... Uh, has to reroute all its systems, and NPR goes off the air. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, Iran was nice and ended their fatwa on uh, Salman Rushdie. And the way they phrased it, it's like, we will no longer attempt to or prevent his assassination. That was just very kind. Hmm. Uh, Daredevil Volume 1 uh, is canceled after 380 issues. Started in 1964. Uh, the Marvel Toy Biz merger happens. Uh, see who wins out in that one in the end. Uh, Armageddon was your big get. $532 million. Saving Private Ryan also came out. That Godzilla movie. Uh, Titanic what, the year before. And that won a shit ton of Oscars in 98. We also got Half-Baked, Spice World, Sphere, Blues Brothers 2000. Ugh. Uh, Big Lebowski, Lost in ah, Space, and I'm sure two of your favorite movies, Odd Couple 2 and Species 2. Because uh, they're sequels. I've actually never seen either. Oh, you should. They're sequels. Oh, uh, what else? Suicide Kings, Truman Show, Dirty Work, Lethal Weapon 4, Small Soldiers, Basketball, Blade, Cube. I love basketball. Uh, I remember yeah. watching it as a kid, and when they were squirting milk at people in the crowd, <laughs> I was laughing so fucking hard. <laughs> Uh, Mrs. Squeezer likes it because Real Big Fish is in it, so oh, yes. that's her jam. Uh, Rush Hour, Ronan, Ants, Rushmore, American History X, Waterboy, and uh, the uh, JTT vehicle. I'll be home for Christmas. Uh, uh, so a shit ton of movies came out in '98. Uh, Netflix started shipping DVDs in '98. Ah. Uh. Rainbow Six, uh, the book by Tom Clancy came out. And then two weeks later, the video game comes out. So it has nothing to do with the book. Plus, I think the story in the video game is actually makes more sense than the book. Uh, uh, I oh, think In makes their big debut. One of my first DVDs I ever had was uh, Rush Hour. Oh, I watched, nice. I watched was... everything. I had Mallrats and Rush Hour and Ghostbusters. And I watched every single fucking extra on the DVD. I just poured over them over and over and over. It was yeah, it was amazing. I had Road Warrior and Ready to Rumble were my first two. Yikes! Yeah, it was weird picks. Like it was, it's what was there. Did you just uh, find the R section and take the two movies you saw? <laughs> yeah, right, Road Warrior. Well, hey, Road Warrior. David Arquette <laughs> wins the belt. <laughs> I'll take Ready to Rumble. I saw Ready to Rumble in the theater, so I really can't be. Ooh. Yeah, no, Ooh. I know. Yeah, well. Ooh, I, I had it on DVD, and I think I paid less money than you did to mm, get it. So. Well. Uh, let's see. Uh, Offspring releases Americana. Goo Goo Dolls <laughs> releases Iris, which I've made clear in the show. I fucking hated that song. Oh, man. Uh, that soundtrack, the City of Angels soundtrack, was the makeout yeah. soundtrack of the year, boy. I fucking Woo! hated it. You I put like that on. Dolls. And you're getting under the shirt that night. I'll tell you what. I could have just done it to myself and not have to listen <laughs> to it. Uh, let's see. Oh, Air released uh, Moon Safari, which I had to put down because I'm actually listening to that right now. It's very peaceful. Uh, Soulfly makes their debut. Massive Attack puts out uh, 
Mezzanine, Eve Six. Uh, your buddy Rufus Wainwright uh, releases an album. I love Rufus Wainwright. I know. I love. Uh, I love London. His dad, London Rain- Wainwright. Uh, he was hysterical. And there's a little show that would come out in uh, two years from 1998 called uh, Undeclared. And uh, yep. La- Loundon Ray- Wainwright played Stephen's father, who was fucking hysterical. He's one of the funniest motherfuckers in the entire planet. He's He plays a dad so well. Like, you watch this. Dave, have you ever watched Undeclared? Uh, not the whole thing. Like, yeah, I've seen it. I watched it. It was on Fox originally, and we were in school, and I was watching it originally until it got canceled. Then I, I bought the DVDs, and I've watched it streaming multiple times. But it was... It was um, Judd Apatow's second vehicle after Freaks and Geeks, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it was it was so fucking good. The British kid who has a who can't hide his accent from uh, Sons of Anarchy is in it. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, Seth Rogen's of course in it. Um, almost everybody but James Franco from Freaks and Geeks comes back in it. And uh, nice. the girl, the girl uh, who plays Hawkeye's wife, Linda Cardellini, is not in it either. But it is, mm. it is fucking. I really suggest if you get if you get a chance, we'll go back and watch Undeclared from Judd Apatow just for London Ray- Wainwright's performance as Stephen's father. Ah, Stephen, you think you're a big man all of a sudden? <laughs> it's so great, <laughs> so great. But, oh, I'm sorry. I digressed. Go oh, ahead. okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we don't want to digress from the list. Uh, Smashing Pumpkins release Adore. Uh, System of a Down makes their debut album. We also get the Dreamcast. No, Dreamcast was released in Japan in 98. It was released in America in 9999. I, I lived through that squeezer at KB Toy Store. Really? Eh, all right. Yeah, so fact-checked. Right, right, fine. Just, you know, call me out. Fake news. Uh, Fake news. A lot of people told me. A lot of people want to say the Dreamcast was 98. It was 99. That's a lie. He's a liar. He's a liar. (laughs) Wide World of Sports gets canceled. (laughs) I know. Should I fact check that? Are you are you right? No. Yeah. Go right ahead. ahead. (laughs) Um. There is a particular episode of Seinfeld, which some people find humorous, and hey, other whoa. people don't. And it, what? That was on my list. No, it's not. Yes, it is. You you said it. The... No. Which oh, one? you just blew your own up, because this is the Puerto Rican Day episode. Ha, ha, ha. Look what I said. Yeah. <laughs> people actually you were like, offended by that? Oh, my God, yeah. They pulled it. Did they? Because it he's was on... St- he's, st- he's burning and stomping a Puerto Rican flag in the gutter. Yeah, but it's not. It's It's a joke. Yeah, How but, dare you it, stop yeah, the flag? But, but people don't get jokes. That's what makes it funny because it's so offensive. It makes it funny again. It was, but he's doing it unintentionally. It, don't make me explain jokes. It was in syndication, though. I definitely saw it. Oh, no, it was. But they initially it got pulled a number of times. And people got all hot and bothered over it. Uh, oh, uh, Phil, we lost Phil online. Hartman. Um, I know. To his crazy wife. Yeah, craziest wife. Uh, Hollywood Squares comes back. Yeah. Um, I liked it. I thought it they, sh- they should have they should have went out peacefully when the tsunami wiped them off the coast of Springfield Shores. <laughs> uh, we get WCW Thunder, Dawson's Creek, 
Uh, Sports Night, which... Uh, that, that was Sorkin, right? Better. Yeah, that was Sorkin. Yeah. That was his first endeavor in a TV. I, I still think that show is fucking fantastic. Yeah, it was. It was uh, take Two uh, uh, Interactive is founded. I make a bunch of video games now. Uh, the E for everyone replaces the K to A, kid to adult rating for the ESRB. Uh, a couple of huge video games. Ocarina Time, Resident <laughs> Evil 2, Half-Life 2. Uh, and then, uh, oh, Blitz also came out. And then sports stuff. Uh, the Olympics, Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa. There was some soccer that year, something about World Cup. I really... I, this is where I started petering out. I got tired. Plus, it's soccer. So, uh, Diamondbacks and Devil Rays are part of the expansion. Uh, curling debuts in the Olympics. That's what matters. Oh, and Dan Henderson and Chuck Liddell make their UFC debuts. Ah, wow. And that's when I got tired because then I started going down an old UFC rabbit hole. And I had to just... I ran out of stuff. So it wasn't nearly as long and rambly this time. And I left out all all the negative stuff because at the time I'm like, you know what? There's enough negativity in the world today. And then the world's like, nope, watch this. So. So suck on that. Yeah. It's 1998. I'm 15. I don't have, actually, no. I I do have a care in the world because you're 15 and you think, like, it's, Everything that happens to you is the most important thing ever. Mm-hmm. So, no. Yeah, it's not one of those things where I want to go back to 19. 19- it was probably the most stressful time of my life. Yeah, I just remember sitting up in my bedroom all night playing Nintendo 64. That's all I did in 1998. And I worked at KB, like- I worked at KB Toy Store. I got my job in uh, November or... It was, it was, I think it, or late September, October, I got it in like right around the Christmas season. I got hired and, um, she, the, the, I'm not going to say her name. I'm not going to blow anyone's spot up, but she initially hated me and she wound up like I become one of her favorites. She goes, stand out here and hand these out. And it was just like a flyer. And I just stood at the front and handed them out. And she would come and yell at me. She's like, if they don't, if you think they're going to put around the store, don't give it to him. And I'm like, I'm scared of you. <laughs> like, um, but uh, that was one of my favorite jobs of all time, KB Toy Store. And I was thinking today, like, about uh, Jason, our friend Jason was looking for this Mandalorian figure. Um, and, like, it said in stock, and they wouldn't go in the back and look for him. And I was like, you know, when I was at KB, every single time someone asked me to go in the back, I went, even if I knew 100% it wasn't back there, I still yeah. would be like, oh, yeah, hold on, let me go check. And sometimes, even if you're not look, you give them the common courtesy to think you're trying. Yeah, but you know, I just look because like the times I'd come out with it, you made that person's fucking year for some stupid yep. thing you had back there that, <laughs> like, who gives you just didn't get to putting it out yet. Now, yeah, and what and what else are you doing with your time? Right, the market, and plus, okay, so yeah, KB is a much smaller store with a much smaller smaller backs than Target, and the markets change. Now, now toys are more adult collectibles than they are for kids. Like you, you don't see like a shelf full of every figure. No, there was like one chase per box, and everything else was, was. Uh, now it's just AJ Styles. You get like there's like 400 AJ Styles figures, and maybe like one of the one anyone wants. <coughs> it's a weird. Oh, that's mean. 
No, seriously. Like, I'll send you a video I shot of all the different AJ Styles. At and like, I don't really, I don't know anything about AJ Styles. Like, is he like a popular wrestler? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, his figure is not popular at all. Hmm. Because I'm looking for a fucking viscera figure, and all there is is <laughs> goddamn. I think that. Well, it's because he takes up more shelf space. That's that's why they had to pull all those Brave Star figures. <laughs> Because he has to come in the fucking vehicle box. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Um, all right. We're still talking about your list, right? We haven't even gotten to our picks yet. Oh, it's done. I tossed it. This is done. All right. So, since you did that the list, it. I will I'll, I'll start the show. Okay. All right. Here is my first pick. For things I remember from 1998, this thing kind of changed my life in a way. The PC, perpetually complicated, uh, profusely corded, physically conspicuous, particularly costly. Oh, and then there's the new iMac which is about as un-PC as you can get. Hmm. Two roads diverged on the way to the internet. And I, I took the faster, simpler, less expensive, and far more colorful one. That made all the difference. Ah, oh, man. So we kind of talked about this in my history of Mac on a few shows ago. Oh, squeezer. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, don't worry, I didn't say anything. I think that the, 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 the iMac couldn't be like you if if you are sitting there with an iPhone and you're pocket or a mac computer on your desk you could thank the imac for all of this because Mm -hmm. it was bringing steve jobs back into the fold and him releasing the imac that was huge uh and then eventually developing os 10 that led to uh the resurgence in apple as a company of course the ipod um then the iphone (coughs) but they would have never got there without the i Mac, the i anything. This was the first ever uh, i classified the product from Macintosh. It was an all-in-one desktop CRT with Bondi blue and clear plastic. Something that <clears throat> design-wise, it was the first time a computer was ever stylized in a way that was <laughs> mass-produced um, for the public. And it was like, listen, this is. This is something you don't have to worry. You don't have to get the big gray box, the monitor, the all the peripherals. You just have to buy this one box from us, and everything's in there. And it, it you could put it anywhere in your house, and it'll look like some futuristic um, piece of 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 amazing technology. And it was running Mac OS uh, eight essentially, and, and then uh, nine. This was a it, it had a G three. Uh, power pc processor that made by ibm it was before they even switched to intel and um 
tray loading CD player. I mean, remember the first time I used one, I had the little puck mouse, and I'm like, what the fuck? I was like, Mac, I <laughs> was using Windows 95 and then Windows 98. I didn't know anything about this. <laughs> and then I went up to school, and they had uh, the G3 iMacs up there, but they had different, they're like green and pink and orange. They changed, they changed the plastic color uh, with it for 10 point Mac. Nine, um, OS 9, but they eventually loaded on what changed the world and what sold me on Mac and what I'm using right now on this computer. The other one has... Did you know they 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 called the latest one? They finally, after 20 years, stopped uh, OS 10. Squeezer, it's now OS 11. Big Sur is officially OS 11. Uh, yeah. I didn't know that. Well, I... Oh well, I just noticed it was yeah. I, I didn't. I was downloading a driver, and it's like Mac OS ten point fifteen, ten point fourteen, ten point thirteen. It was like our OS eleven. I'm like what? And I looked at my OS, a big Sur in it. It was like OS eleven. Like, when they do that, I had no idea they were doing. It. I thought they'd just keep the ten point whatever forever. <clears throat> but they they call it eleven. Yeah. No, I and I even update. I did it by accident because I was loading up my new computer. No intention of I'm still running Catalina on this thing, so yeah. My uh, I have two Macs in front of me, and one be- I have three Macs surrounding me one iMac uh, and, and uh, Power Books here, or, or MacBooks, or whatever the fuck you call them. Uh, and this one is running Catalina, and this other one is running, I think, Mojave or Catalina. Um, uh, this one's much slower. Uh, and this is Catalina. Yeah, I'm running Catalina on these. But I started Mac OS at 10.1 Puma back in 2001 with my G4 Lampshade iMac. And I never looked when back. Did I, did I jump in on Leopard? A lot of people jumped in on Leopard. 10.5, yeah. Yeah, it's probably when I got mine. G4 PowerBook, right? Or was yours Intel? Uh, mine was Intel. So you were on Snow Leopard. Yes. Snow uh, Leopard. But no, but well, <coughs> in, in school though, in school though, I was running. We were running Leopard. Okay. You know, my my first one, I was running Snow Leopard on my personal laptop. And yeah, I'm with Ferris on this. They need to bring back Jeff Goldblum because he can sell. He just it worked, and that whole promotion worked so well, especially with him. Yeah, they do. That was great. Um, <laughs> Squeezer, I look forward to your long and rambly year recaps. Even if I, okay, should I, this fair, to be fair, my shtick is shitting on Squeezer's uh, yearly rambling recaps. Um, it's been a long time. It, it has been a long time. But we had uh, G4 Towers at school at uh, NIFA. But at, at, at Parkland, at high school, we had G3 Towers, which had the Bondi Blue plastic on them. They were... They're really awesome. Um, oh, look at you. We had two VCRs I would have to add on. <coughs> yeah, using Premiere. We used Premiere Pro 2.0 when I was in high school. <laughs> Back in the old days. They, they, had a, they had a PC for us with... Are you okay? Yeah. Okay. You know I'm what, Matt? Has my coffee case. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, just, I are worry you, about Are you trying to do shtick? Um, no. I was making sure you were okay. You're doing shtick. No, I'm seriously concerned about your well-being. <laughs> All right, continue. 
Oh. <laughs> About what? Your VCRs or your PC? Oh. oh yeah, yeah. No, we had we had a PC. It was never turned on once. I think they were running an old version of Premiere on it, like three maybe. Um, when it was just a god awful like no interface, everything was like word menu based like drop downs. No, uh, Premiere Premiere two definitely looked very similar to modern Premiere because we used Premiere two point when I was in high school. It might have been earlier. It, it, it was, had to be earlier than that. awful. It had to be early. We weren't not allowed. We weren't allowed to use it because they were afraid we would break it. Also, I don't think they actually had any way to ingest anything. So they bought them a computer, the non-linear editing software, and then no interface, no I/O to either ingest or export oh, footage. And, and this lasted for a while. Ingesting the dreaded, like you, you do like an hour tape ingest. The dreaded drop oh, yeah. frame. Mm-hmm. You, if you're like 50, 58 point, like like fifty eight minutes and thirty seconds into a an hour long rip, and you get a drop frame, and you lose the whole fucking thing. Yep, yep. <clears throat> the scream. That's why uh, I I did. A, I'm not trying now, to now brag I just, here. Now I just drag and drop shit off a, a little SD card. You can get it. I was gonna say Radio Shack, but I guess you can't do that can't right now. Get it but. at Radio Shack. Uh, I, I did. Uh, I, I preferred squeezer editing in um, on the Steamback flatbed editor on my uh, 16 millimeter reversal stock because that's all I could afford. <laughs> <laughs> reversal. The way reversal stock works is there's no negative. It's black and white, and you shoot and they expose it and you get the 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 work print right there. There's no neg um, to work from. So it's just if you're cheap and you want to still shoot film and then shooting on black and white, you don't have to worry about any color temperature. So you could use every single light <laughs> in the planet, the the creepy hallway uh, in, um, fluorescence along with any incandescent light you have. And yeah. it still looks and, and daylight too, all the daylight you can get and it still looks good. Uh, but yeah, re- and reversal doesn't require a lot either, especially you, you have to buy indoor and outdoor different stocks. Um. Oh, back in the day, then and then you had to. I only had one print because I wasn't paying to get double prints made for work and for final. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if I made a cut and I was like, "Oh, f- did you know how much tape was on my?" Because you actually have to tape it. You have this this scotch like tape with the sprockets on the side to connect mm-hmm. your edits. And mine were. I was like, "Ah, oh, fuck! I shouldn't have cut it there. I got to go back and and adjust like three frames." It was a gobbledygook mess. It was awful. <clears throat> but then I started. We started shooting. Like the school bought more DV cam cameras mm-hmm. that had like the the mini firewire out. Yep. And we had those G four towers, so they had the firewire in, so we we were able to like just ingest the footage right from the camera. Batch, batch capture. <clears throat> yeah, it was uh, beautiful. This is getting very specific. But no, I, I I think, and you know, it's just a preference of mine. I have not used Windows since then, but I, I think that changed my life and my trajectory. Like, I, like I'm surrounded right now by Macs. Like, we're doing the show. Everything we do, you and I, is with a Mac. But I, yeah. who knows if we would be if, if they never, if Steve Jobs wouldn't have came in and they wouldn't have made that iMac. <clears throat> well, I, who knows if this, who knows if what we're doing now would have even be happening? 
Right, because the pod, you, would, pod there, we, would there be podcasts without Apple? Because Apple invented the podcast for the iPod, <clears throat> and um, you and I are both doing our show on an iMac right now, staring yes. at an iMac as we do our show. So, mm-hmm. nineteen ninety eight, what twenty three years later? Is that math correct? Oh, that's right. Yeah, it's twenty. I keep saying twenty two, but it's twenty three now. Yeah, twenty twenty three years later, we are still using iMacs now to. Do our thing, our show, and uh, do our do our business. So iMac, I think, is one of the most important things to come out of '98. That's why I had iMac as my first pick, Mister Squeezer. Uh, now, my most important thing to come out of 1998. <laughs> Talk about formative. Do you, hold on. Do you hear that? Do you hear fucking? I do. Hi. Snickerdoodle. You've been whining for the last hour. What is wrong with you? Oh, don't talk to her like that. Well, she's she's such a little. She just wants. No, she's a pig. Don't. Okay. What were you you gonna say? I thought you were gonna say it again. Oh no! I would never call her. She's a piglet, and she wants more (laughs) food. And she also is an attention hog, so she wants attention. She. Hates when she can hear one of us talking, but we're not petting her, so. Ah. Uh-huh. Very needy kitty. All right. Anyway, Mr. Squeezer, your next pick. All right. not about the song this you know. this music video was the creepy sexual awakening of so many kids oh my god this is so let me let we should put this out front in case anyone's new to this show we are pigs here um and i'm emotionally discarded uh vapid human being um <laughs> speak for and yourself I, this between I um I think all the female sprites in mortal kombat <laughs> and this music video this is like my development was, you know, tarnished. So don't blame me. Blame the media. The crooked, uh, lamestream media. Fake news. It's, it's, look, I was 15. Um, I was a freshman in high school. I'm going in. I'm like, th- this came out like I'm like uh, 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 two months into my freshman year. And I'm like, wait, it's not like this. No, it is not. Catholic school, a little What's, tied up. Hold on, I I, I pause you down. I'm <clears throat> losing my voice too. What'd you say? Oh, gotcha. Uh, was it like this in Catholic school? A little tied up. I I don't know. Outfit. I was kicked. I was kicked out in seventh grade. It was not oh, when I left, right. but that would have been weird and illegal. Yeah. Um, I think that's yeah. what they're going uh, for with this video, though. Yeah. Oh no. Believe me. So as much as it was appealing to uh, fifteen-year-old boys, um, so I turned sixteen in ninety-eight, in July of ninety-eight. So when did this come out? And it was uh, October. October. It, the the video the video dropped in uh, October. So I was. I'm my- sorry. November. The the 
the the song was released on radio in October. A month later, November, uh, it hit MTV. Right, because I I was in my junior year and hanging out with someone who you know very well, my friend Tommy, who was obsessed. And he, so he had this like this boxy. We were all obsessed with these old blazers when we were because they were cheap and they were easy to get. My first oh, vehicle yeah. was a '93 Jimmy style blazer with a bench seat across the front and the back. He had this blazer, and he went to downtown downtown to one of those uh, crappy stores and bought like speakers and uh, a subwoofer and everything for it. Uh huh. And he would like bump this song as loud as he could through like the Tillman A in the parking lot and the McDonald's. I don't know if anyone else can relate to hanging out in a parking lot. Uh, in high school, but it was kind of a that's, thing. That's was like, all we did. <laughs> that's yeah. all we did. Did you come into our territory, the Tillman 8, or the McDonald's on Cedar Crest Boulevard? Yeah, occasionally. Actually, it wasn't... Uh... You guys had the whole MacArthur Road. You came to our territory? Yeah, because it would get overwhelmed with all the other kids from where they don't have shit to do would come there. Mm, that's true. So And... And then by the time you got old enough and you can drink, then you'd leave and we'd go to like the caddy and stuff because there were actually, even though you had all the stuff, there were no bars. And... The no, there were there were marble uh, mall bars. You go to Dunderbox. <laughs> oh, we would do that. We would do that, but then they would kick you out after. Like, I, I got. I got. We did the we did the bar crawl plenty of times. You go to TGI Fridays. You go to Dunderbox. You go to hold on, place. hold on. What do you think, Tommy and I got kicked out of the mall because we we got drunk at? Doesn't exist anymore doesn't exist anymore pasta bella (laughs) (laughs) on the top floor we were in pasta bella and we kept doing shots of vodka because tommy was an idiot and they had this prop that used to be that used to be the seafood place i think right Uh, yeah it used to it used they used to have a fish tank out front and then because it was an outdoor entrance right or had one like a canopy entrance. Yeah, we're. I, I, yes. I, it was up. To, it was upstairs near where like Champs is now. I remember. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That was Pasta Bella, and I think before that it was like it was always dark. It was. Terrifying. Oh, inside it was like. It like, was like one light aquarium, sixty watt light bulb inside all yeah. Pasta Bella, and then we go into the mall and it's bright as fuck and we're hammered and we're just walking around push trying to push each other over the balcony. <laughs> Eyes all dilated. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and if we would have fallen off that balcony, we'd be dead. Oh, you're dead. Yeah. You're dead. But we were having That's fun a, just pushing each trying long... trying to pretend like we were throwing each other out the balcony and they finally threw us out. Um I can yeah. Cause we got drunk at Pasta Bella. Uh, <clears throat> at least Dunderbox you can get something at like ten percent. Yeah, uh, there were, Tommy was obsessed with this vodka called Pravda because it had like a little jewel. Oh, that'll do it too. Yeah. It had like a little jewel in the middle of it. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't know. He, you know, he shiny objects. <clears throat> I still, I, by the time I moved out of his house when we lit, when we moved in after college, like I don't think I, I was, I tried to teach him how to read, but it, it didn't take. <laughs> anyway. Um, anyway, uh, so, but if you want to get really creeped out by this, um, Uh-oh. and you, you already have the visuals in your head, just remember the words were written by Max Martin, a long haired bearded Swedish man. So work, 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 that's kind of what it's, well, that's, that's, that's where the beat comes from. Bork, um, bork, bork, bork. 
It was directed by Nigel Dick. Making a laugh when you do like Swedish chef. Um who did uh like basically all the Tears for Fears videos, um including the one with the monkey. Uh it's a chimp. A uh, ton of GNR stuff, some Alice in Chains. Like, the guy has a catalog. And then guys are like, really? You're going to do Britney Spears? And he's like, I like the song. It's a good song. They they Still pitched, <clears throat> they, they storyboarded it and pitched it to him. And he, and he and Britney's sitting in the room. And they, they, he looks over at the producer like, how old is she? And his answer was, old enough. <laughs> yeah, probably. 90s. But it, it, as, as it, yeah, you can... But as this it turns video out, must have drove had... President Clinton crazy. Oh, oh my God! God. Uh, if she would have just gained another forty pounds, um, you, you really got to work on your Clinton. So I didn't. Hey, fuck you! I don't do impressions. <laughs> um, Holy uh, shit, Hillary! As, as I think I out. found a new candidate for the presidential <laughs> freedom medal. Oh my God! She um she, she really had a ton internship? of input. Like she, like he came in with the whole concept for the video. What he wanted to do, and she came in. She's like, "No, I want to do this, this, this. Let's change this. Let's do that." They don't do anything. And basically, they went with her idea. <clears throat> well, exactly. Like it was supposed to be like animated and fun and real young, and try to bring in the younger crowd. She's like, sure. "No, no, I, I want to make it up and uh, and appeal appeal to teenage boys." I want to make it borderline opening to a pornography. A pornography, Board, borderline. <laughs> um, I want people to think it looks nice. It's what happens well, at the end well of it? Choreographed. Is a pizza delivered? Is there extra sausage? <laughs> um, but also, you would like to know the uh, the entire wardrobe. So all those outfits between the schoolgirl outfit, the little pink tank top, then the little yellow tank top, all that, Kmart. Oh yeah, no. The most the, yeah. most, ex- the most expensive item was seventeen dollars. Yeah, <clears throat> being in the industry now, I definitely would have. If we were shooting a video, I'd been like, "All right, let's go to let's go to Kmart or Target." <clears throat> Sorry, I'm losing my voice. Yeah, we're gonna have to take a break after this one. I need I, no I, I need beer to to lubricate the vessel. That's you know because water just just doesn't do it. Um, <sighs> <No>. <laughs> Stone Cold, he's gonna let's have a beer. Oh God, I'll be frothy. <laughs> but yeah, it was it legendary. It had everything to do with uh, raising me the way I, you know, TV raised me. I mean, Mom did a great job and stuff, but sure, TV taught me she, everything. She raised you with TV, but and, she made uh, sure not to let Pee Wee Herman be part of it. No, no, no. Like, there was no need for the birds and the, birds and the bees talk because Brit- Brittany taught me that uh, to hit her baby one more time. I still know what it means, um, but it, it, it doesn't really matter. The, out, the schoolgirl outfit is on display at the Hard Rock in Vegas, um, as it should be. Um, it's, it, actually, it should be in the Smithsonian, if anything. Um, and it's also one of only several videos to actually be retired off of TRL. Because they're like, we're they sick of playing it, this video. Because they're like, yeah. enough. Yeah. All right. got to well, make room for uh, 15 seconds of a Nine Inch Nails video we're going to show at number nine. Squeezer wants to see. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, here is my next thing from 1998. 
taking a minute to load. What the hell? It's fucking iMac. Who invented these things? Right, here it is. Okay, when I see McDonald's Chicken McNuggets. I know, I hit the gong. In honor of Disney's new movie, Mulan, the epic adventure about this cool girl who's in China. McDonald's is offering tender, crispy Chicken McNuggets and a new Szechuan sauce for a taste of the East. Starting Tuesday, get six pieces for 99 cents or 20 pieces for 3.29. And please hurry, or Gong Boy over here may never stop. Ah, McDonald's infamous Szechuan sauce. I remember when I, I first tried it, and I was like, ah! So <laughs> my go-to meal anywhere we went was normally chicken nuggets. Occasionally, you know me, I, I'm still not a burger guy to this day. Yeah. You guys are like, I'm going to Five Guys. I'm like, ugh. Yeah. Unless there's a chicken entree on the menu, aside from Taco Bell, I'm really not interested. Uh, so like spicy chicken sandwich from Wendy's Burger King, uh, some uh, the chicken tenders all day, every day. Uh, then they released a chicken tender sandwich around that time. I would get that a lot. <laughs> it was delicious. It had like three chicken tenders on a tiny little bun, uh, lettuce and mayonnaise. I get it without mayonnaise. So it was just chicken tenders and bread and lettuce essentially. <laughs> um, but then McDonald's, which are breaded, which are breaded. But back then, you, carbs yeah. didn't matter. I, I had uh, no, no, it was yeah, I that was a, good for you back then. Remember, it was the bottom of the food pyramid. Yeah, you had to get this as many starches you. as you could. That was the most important thing. Yeah. I, I, now I'm like, good God, I could have like one carbohydrate today. <laughs> Today's my <laughs> my beer day. I'm allowed it. I'm 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 down. Yeah, I'm. I'm... Uh, so we started doing Apple Fitness. When it came out back in December, mid December, mm-hmm. and I haven't missed a day because it's it's it's, real. it's really nice because it gives you like a ten, twenty, and thirty minute option. Mm-hmm. So if like there's no excuse to not do ten minutes, you know. Yeah. So I'm um I'm sore every day in my my butt and my legs, because <laughs> mm-hmm. um, they work your lower half of your body out more than anything because i guess well, that, i got a flight of steps so i'm good that's where they say all your strength comes from uh mm-hmm. but i'm down six pounds so oh look at you yeah i see it i see it you do you're just yeah, being nice absolutely oh well that's very sweet of you uh, i've been trying Thank you. yeah yeah and uh, i'm working because I, I i put the covid19 on <laughs> Literally. oh i get it yeah, yeah what you did there you yeah. took something dire serious and uh, devastating uh-huh. to a vast number of people and you made made a light of it that's good that's good <laughs> you know? deals deals with the um listen squeeze the emotions you know it's kill, kill. bury uh, the pain ex- deflect, uh, I, deflect putting on weight is is a health risk okay i'm not making light of this yeah no shit i've been doing it for years i'm really good at it well you, you tell the people what you've been doing just not eating like shit. I even quit. I even. This is my first beer in a while. You but you put the heavy bag up. Oh yeah, I put the heavy bag. I'm looking at it right now. I've, I'm doing exactly what I did to it since I put it up. I'm looking at it. You didn't take any wax at it yet. No, I got. I got to level it because it's all it's all loopy loppy and stuff. It's I didn't pour this basement floor, so 
not exactly level. So you just put it up for show for us the other night. No, no, I had to get it out of the way, so now it's up. <laughs> well, that was step and one. And eventually, I'll, it's one step at a time. Hey, I had to pick it up. That was pretty heavy. I, I will right there. I'm fucking deadlifting. Say to anybody who's on the fence, if you have an Apple Watch and you're already in the Apple ecosystem, the Apple Fitness is is pretty great. You if you if you want to curse out tiny female instructors who can lift more weights than you, this is the perfect that sounds healthy. Yeah, this is I'm like, you fucking little bitch. Fuck you and your thirty pound weights. I'm like struggling with ten pounders. I'm doing it though, Squeezer. We're doing it, and Enchantress, yeah. is, is, she's she's doing it too. <laughs> Squeezer, how far away are you from Van Dam splits? Um, and and surviving them. I think you're like a you're a workout or two away. I, I, quite frankly, like uh, like on on the ground or like on the chairs, and then like lifting the cinder block kind of thing, and then like doing like air punches, like. Yeah, but the goal was for me, I just, especially, you know, I don't know, over the holidays, I was just like, I I, I texted Enchantress, I'm like, would you eat healthy with me? I just feel like shit. I need to, I need to, to get better shape. I know, oh yeah, you got to do your split between two chairs. That's, that's money. I, I, I barely can, can like... Like when they're like, all right, now now, uh, hinge and and get as close to your toes as you can, and I'm like above my knees. <laughs> I'm limber. God damn it. I'm 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 actually I'm actually quite limber for a gentleman of my girth. <laughs> and spry too. Yeah. Uh, Sean, where do you? If you're asking where do you go for Apple Fitness, if you uh, you run the latest OS, it's in the fitness app on it's your in the phone. Produce section. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. That's really where it's at. Um, I think all the fitness stuff is just helping me feel like in shape. That's not helping with the weight. The the food change we're we're eating. Uh, we ate uh, uh, last show. Our meal was I made uh, um, fr- fr- cauliflower fried rice for the first mm. time, and it was actually pretty good. Once you get past the texture difference, it's actually pretty good. Mm. Um. And I've made a lot of. I've been telling you about that with crickets for years, but you don't believe me. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Can't can't go. Just fry them up in a little butter. They're delicious. I know. Well, that's you know. Yeah. Very high in protein. Yeah. Check check it out, Sean. If you have the fitness app, the latest one they have the fitness plus, and it's they're great. Uh, yeah, they they do run. They have running and uh, high intensity interval interval training. They have strength training. They have they have tons of different workouts, all in ten, twenty, and thirty, thirty mm-hmm. minute, thirty minute batches. Yeah, I'll get uh, there. I'll get there. I gotta finish putting that machine together. You can't find weights anywhere. No, I'm lucky. I had them. I had them. Yeah. Um, I mean, I have them, but they don't fit this. I need the Olympic ones, so I can't put my weights on the fucking machine i mean you know, i guess i could you know do push-ups jumping jacks lift them and you know hit the heavy bag run the elliptical but well you, the whole you machine are here i can't i can't work out at all if that thing's not working, you, know? <laughs> you are an olympic athlete so you should do need the olympic weights yes, i have a lot i am built I, like one of the ends of those round barbells <laughs> i have a long torso too ferris i'm the same with you i need to wear medium tall shirts i only shop at american eagle because they sell medium tall 
so they're longer because every other shirt shrinks up in the wash and looks like a belly shirt on me. I have a long ass torso. Oh yeah, life's hard. I'm struggling to find a 27 and a half inch gym seam. <laughs> I have, what uh, my pant size is a 30, 34. Uh, yeah, yeah. Your 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 waist is still too long for my leg. <laughs> so. My my goal though is to just never get to the point where my waist doubles my inseam. <laughs> At one point, I was uh, there was a point in my life where I was equal. It was a balancing <coughs> act. That was exactly uh, as wide as uh, my leg is long, and now I'm not. So you uh, you were. I've seen pictures. I I only yeah. I only saw you once at a beer distributor after you left us. Mm-hmm. I ran into you at Shangi's, remember? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm like... I came back, and like three weeks later, I was fat again. That's all it took. That's all it took. <laughs> you're very handsome. You're a sweet boy, and you're, you're adorable. That's, that comes in handy on the podcast. <laughs> yep. Well, who, who's, what are we even talking about? Who's up? I'm talking about McDonald's. Oh, you're talking about Szechuan sauce. So anyway, I, I order chicken everywhere I go. I still do. I'm a, I'm a, I eat chicken. You know, it's, if, uh, I'd be very little red meat. and um, Not that I have a problem with it. I just don't – I prefer chicken. Will, will, you, will you try my meat that I smoke when my, when my smoker comes I in? I would love to try your meat, Squeezer. Okay. I'll bring it in. I got some ideas. I know you've been eating a lot of Joel's meat. You want Joel's meat is delicious. Other people to have your meat. Mm-hmm. So I, I got the McNuggets. So I ordered the McNuggets uh, in '98, and my sister got the Mulan toy. My sister's obsessed with Mulan, and it another parallel to '98 to, to 2020. Mulan was released. There was a yes, pres- President Peach riots in Seattle, and Mulan was in re- uh, released. Yeah. Anyway. Um, I got the chicken nuggets with barbecue sauce like I always do. And they threw the Szechuan sauce in there with it. So I was like, what is this? I was like, what's Szechuan sauce? Mom was like, just throw it out. You're probably allergic. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Right. Well, no, I tried it. I like. I did like the tiniest little dip. You know, when you're a kid and you want to try something, like, just try it. And you just do, you like do the, the like a toe in the water, like pinky, pinky toe, like pinky toenail. Like, like, yeah the tip of your nail that like you'd bite off in your pinky you dip in and you're trying it and so i i i dunked my nugget in like that far and i bit. i was like Aah! but then like when rick and morty did their whole stick i remembered it for some reason that i liked it i guess teriyaki i'm like mm-hmm. you know what i don't think i liked it at first but i think i did like it i think i'll like it now you know because i go to a1 all the time i go to the, the hibachi all the time i'm used to these flavors i like it now so they did their whole like one day release that pissed everybody off. I I went oh, to Oh, that was a disaster. Yeah, I went to a few McDonald's and they're like, "We don't have anything. We we weren't given anything. We never had it. Like there's no Szechuan sauce here." And McDonald's like, mm-hmm. "Fuck, we fucked up." Or they did this on purpose. We're going to release Szechuan sauce to everybody. And I still have a few. You got me. And so I got Szechuan sauce and I tried it. I'm like, hmm, "This is very unremarkable garbage that I remember it as from 1998." <laughs> I'll have barbecue, please. And that's it. 
because McDonald's barbecue, the reason why it's still there and it didn't disappear after 1998 is because it's fucking amazing. Just like their honey, just like their sweet and sour sauce. They're fucking mm-hmm. staples of your youth and they will always be at McDonald's. Cheswan sauce was fucking garbage because it wasn't even spicy. Cheswan sauce should have fucking chilies in it. Yeah. And this shit was fucking like just corn syrup with mm. a little bit of soy sauce in it. Yeah. I'll I'll stick to my sweet and sour. I'm a barbecue guy with McDonald's. Their barbecue sauce is the best, in my opinion, barbecue sauce in the world. Uh, me and that's something me and Donald agree on. A lot of people say McDonald's barbecue sauce is the best in the world. Ryan, uh, their Seth Myers kept playing the the call to the Georgia Secretary of State, mm-hmm. and his lawyer's name is Ryan Germany. And there's a lot of clips. Was like, do you understand, Ryan? And I just wanted to pull them to just like play as like like <laughs> drops on the show. But then, like he he invoked, and a lot of people have been invoking um, uh, Michael Scott and Ryan Howard just because of the way he kept. Ryan, I don't know if that's okay with you, Ryan. I don't know, Ryan. I hope you really like me, Ryan. Like, there's a lot of uh, weird Trump talking to Ryan Germany drops. But I wanted to pull him for the show. When you would say something, I'd be like, "Do you even know what I'm talking about, Ryan?" Yes, the Michael Jordan barbecue sauce. You get a gallon of that on eBay. It goes for like ten thousand uh, dollars. But then they they real everyone realized that the Cheswan sauce was garbage and that Rick was misremembering it even in his dreams and it was quickly discontinued because no one wanted it anymore. Uh, and we move on, Squeezer, to your second pick. Good God! Oh, jeez! Good God! There we go. The government will try to hide it. Turn your camera off. The military will try to destroy it. Prepare to synchronize the nukes. But on May 8th... We're at T-minus three minutes and counting. The whole world will feel the comet's impact. From executive producer Steven Spielberg... You're gonna die if you stay here. If you love me, you'll go. And director Mimi Leader... Life will go on. Deep impact. We will prevail. Rated PG-13 starts Friday, May 8th, everywhere. Huh. I never saw this movie. Really? Really. Um, Plenty of people did. It did surprisingly well. It actually had a better opening weekend than its uh, uh, counterpart of the summer Armageddon. Yes, you had two asteroid movies uh, in the same year. It's one of those things that just kind of happens. Yeah, Volcano. Um, volcano. Uh, for a while there. And Don- was Volcano and Dante's Peak at like the same year? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and Deep Impact's defense, this movie was in developmental hell since the 70s. So, th- this movie, it was developed and pitched by the same guys, uh, David Brown and Richard Zanuck, that they were producers on Jaws. And they're trying to get this shit done. And then somehow, like, in the 90s, um, they're like, hey, Steven, remember when we did Jaws? Do you want to make an asteroid movie? Do you want to make Jaws, but Jaws is an asteroid and and the beach is Earth? Uh, And Roy Scheider's going to shoot it with a bullet and it's going to explode, only it's going to be Robert Duvall with a spaceship. 
Um, I prefer Ben Affleck and uh, um, well, Bruce see, Willis things. destroying my asteroids. Themselves. There's the whole sad crying thing, and they have really great transmission time with no dropout and no delay between space, and that they can do full video in outer space Just and to say goodbye hear to their loved ones. Dreaming. Um, yeah, because uh, how else yeah, are they going to do that music video without... <laughs> exactly. That that's what Deep Impact didn't have. It didn't have the soundtrack. It had the score. Um Sean, how is uh, that taco that drunk Taco Bell right now? Is it hitting the the spot? I'm jealous. Oh, so jelly. Sean was in the Taco um, Bell drive through a little buzz. Uh yeah, uh Drunk James Horner driving did the score. is what I like to do when I'm drunk driving with you. It's a sublime song. Um, but deep, so we're as Armageddon is the over the top, uh, ridiculous action film, just obnoxiously ridiculous and and, and asteroid movie. That's kind of what you want to go for. Deep Impact tried to make it well deep, but on an emotional level. Um, most of the movie is about people dealing with their issues and coming to terms with them dying in a horrific catastrophe. Fun, huh? Oh, yeah. yeah. Put me down for two I saw, I saw this at the Roxy. I saw um, Armageddon at I the... I actually remember. Terminate. I was on a date with the same girl I made out with listening to the City of Angels soundtrack. Same year, you know. Oh, nice. Well, yeah. I would. Good for you, being consistent. Then we made uh, out to... Don't want to say goodbye. I don't want to do anything because I miss you. And I no, don't I want to go see Deep Impact in the Roxy with my aunt. <laughs> it's kind of just like that. Uh, Nachos Belgrande. Deep Impact. Uh, did you guys make out so I don't want to miss a thing? <laughs> uh, we did not, only because it didn't come on because we didn't see Armageddon. Um, I'm just saying in the car ahead of time or after. Deep- uh, it had to have been on both times. <laughs> um, so whereas Deep yeah, Impact Yeah, that, that ruled Casey's million. Top 40. What's that? That ruled Casey's Top 40. Oh, my God. It was and now, everywhere. on with the countdown. This is a little song so, dedicated from Steven Tyler to his daughter, Liv. Liv, please call me back. <laughs> I'll put you <laughs> in the music video. Um, now, on with the countdown. So they wanted Spielberg to direct it, and he was going to direct it. But then they wanted to push it up because I guess Armageddon was in development. And they're gonna they're like, well, we got to get this out. So Spielberg went on to EP it, and they got Mimi Leader to direct it. And she would go on. She won a couple, like, Emmys for – she did a ton of, like, TV. Like, she directed ER, West Wing, a bunch of that stuff too. Uh, oh, and she did that Ruth Bader Ginsburg movie a couple of years ago. The, what the hell was the name of that one? Ruth Bader Ginsburg? Uh, RBG? On the basis of sex. Ah. Yeah. Um, the, I, I would uh, suggest 1998, Spielberg was already on his downward slope, so it wouldn't have been any good anyway if Spielberg did direct it. It was post Schindler's List. Yeah, but Saving Private Ryan came out. Uh, that's his one maybe okay. Everything else. <laughs> the Lost World. My so God. If you, if, well, look, that's. Don't make that me. That was all in the writing. 
Right, the book was god awful, and it had to be. No, not the book. The right, the the screenplay. Yeah, which he supervised. It was a Spielberg yeah, picture. Yeah, I know. And well, he also won the T Rex running around the city. Then they, they work backwards from there. Yeah. They're like, all right, we got what? we got Michael Crichton's genius book, but I I would love to see um, a T Rex running around the streets of San Diego. So. Let's write that scene and then work backwards from there and get to that. Yeah. And let's kill a portion of the crew with velociraptors, but not really have them exist in the boat. Let's see. I'm going to. So. Or did the T Rex kill the captain from the hall? I don't know. You don't know. So there's Schindler's List, and then he did Lost World, Amistad, mm-hmm. which I honestly didn't <laughs> see. Amistad is what he was working on when they wanted him to do Deep Impact. So that's why he had to pass it to Mimi. What is Amistad? This is uh, uh, it's uh, a, either about a boat or a violin. I can't remember. Yeah, and then uh, then he did. Hold on, getting there. Oh, while you're doing this, Ferris was asking what's pick for best disaster movie. Hmm. Uh, me, I'm a, I'm a classics guy. Uh, I enjoy the Poseidon Adventure. I'm going with The Day After Tomorrow, the TV picture starring Steve Gutenberg that scared the shit out of me and probably everybody else when it aired. We watched it in my physics class in eighth grade and scared the shit out of me. They basically recreate what would happen if a nuclear war would go on between Russia and um, the U.S. in small suburban towns. See, I think I like Poseidon Adventure, and this is the 70s one too with Ernest Borgnine, also because he was on The Simpsons. But I think what I like most hey, about kid. it is it's the where'd one my knife where go? I have. What's that? Where'd my knife go? <laughs> oh yeah, where'd my knife? <laughs> I didn't hear you. Uh, it's the one disaster movie where I have total control over. Like if there's an asteroid coming, if there's an earthquake, if there's a giant Godzilla monster, anything, it gets to the point where I have no control over any of that. I am doomed. Poseidon Adventure. All I have to do is not get on a boat. That's it. And I'm good. So I can enjoy it knowing that I'm never going to get on a big boat and I'm not going to die horribly. So let's say Saving Private Ryan's Spielberg's last good movie. You say that. AI artificial intelligence. All right, that sucked. Minority Report. Could have been better. Catch Me If You Can. Could have been better. The Terminal. Could have been better. War of the Worlds. Sucked. Munich, kind of okay. Crystal Skull, garbage. Adventures oh, yeah, of Tintin, who fucking watched it? War Horse, garbage. Lincoln, could have been better. Bridge of Spies, who fucking cares? Link- Lincoln was great until he walked out of the White House, and then I cut to the theater. I'm like, no, you go to black. Credits, done. It's over. Right. You don't need to see it. The the BFG, garbage. The Post, uh, Ready Player One. The book was actually better. Now he's working on post-production of West Side Story? Do we really need that? Who fuck? I worked on the play. Jets and the Sharks. I was on the stage crew. You're bitextual. You're theater and television. Yeah, thank God. my We didn't have the award show like they have now because I would have ended up if they would have had an award show when I was in high school for theater and like we would have won something, I probably would have gone into theater. And I would have been like a theater 
tech. Yeah, no. Be unemployed right now. All right, let's Best move. Luck, you guys. Oh, oh, the abyss. Does that count? If, if Ferris counts as a disaster movie, yeah. It's... Again, I'm not going to get in a submarine. So. Twister's good. Twister's good. Michael Crichton wrote that. I like Twister. Uh, yeah. if, if you're a fan of binging with Babish, she recreates meals from television shows and movies. He, uh, a few episodes ago, he made the breakfast from Twister with the gravy uh, that uh, counts as a food, gr- food group and will change your life. So mm-hmm. it's like a steak, eggs, mashed potatoes, and the gravy. Uh, that remember that scene with uh, Philip Seymour yeah. Hoffman, and they're all eating. They're all eating at the woman's house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I still finger of God. Yeah, finger of God. I still go the day after tomorrow. Scared. Ooh. But Jurassic Park's in it's gotta be Jurassic Park. Uh, oh yeah. It's a disaster movie, right? Okay, yeah, yeah. I would I would say yeah, I mean, Jurassic Park. Technically like Ghostbusters is too, you know, goes or goes all <laughs> ape shit on town. I guess pretty much every movie's a disaster. I movie. guess like a disaster movie that could happen. I guess Jurassic Park could yeah. happen. It could. But even then that that's like a disaster movie. Like disaster movie it's always gotta be just uh, your average everyday thing, and then just one big object that fucks you up. Yeah, whether th- it's a volcano. I think or- the reason why the day after tomorrow was so scary to me is because it could happen. Mm-hmm. All it takes is one idiot to decide he's launching a nuke, and then idiots all over the world will launch them in retaliation, and we're all dead. Mm-hmm. Well, where are the odds of that? Um. <laughs> Well, when you're banned from Twitter, you're going to go type on something. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, so uh, Frodo sees a comet, uh, some, and then uh, it hits the Earth. And, oh, Frodo sees a comet, then really nothing happens for the longest time. There's some weird cover-up in the White House because of blah, blah, blah. Then the reporter for MSNBC, which is supposed to be CNN – but CNN didn't want anything to do with it. And MSNBC's like, we're new on the scene. We'll do it. So they got their name on there. Um, and that was Tia Leone. Uh, and then... Uh, <laughs> Star Wars yeah, episode two. Ra- that is the most boring disaster movie on the planet. <laughs> it's like a procedural. Um, <laughs> it's like a Matlock episode in the Star Wars universe. All right, continue. Uh, let's see. So they uh, the comet hits. Uh, Tia Leone doesn't want to live because she wants to go and you know get crushed by a massive wave with her father, who she hasn't seen in thirty years. Um, and then everyone up, we're gonna be in pretty good shape. Is I this think. is this pre or post Bad Boys with Tia Leone? This is pre, right? This had to have been because Bad Boys uh, was ninety nine, ninety eight. And Bad Boys was 99, right? Or was it 97? I, I have a computer here. I can look it up. So don't don't exhaust Oh, no. Brain. This was after. Bad Boys was 95. Bad Boys was 95? Yeah, buddy. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. So Taylor Te- Leone uh, blew up in Bad Boys. Mm-hmm. She, was, she was the Britney Spears baby one more time yeah. before. Yeah. And then she was in Jurassic Park 3. Ugh, God. Oh, my God. Yeah. I think the most disbelievable theme, thing about that movie is that she would marry William H. Macy. 
<laughs> and have a child with him. That, that you can hear a cell phone in the belly of a giant spinosaurus that snuck up on you. Or or that <laughs> or that a velociraptor would say, Alan, in, in Alan Grant's dream. Oh, God, I forgot that part. Right. That, that's still, oh. the most unbelievable part of that movie is that Taylor Le- Leone slept with William H. Macy. <laughs> Um. <laughs> Sorry, I I, I keep taking uh, you. You distracted me. <laughs> now I can't think of the, the logic behind it. Um, there is no behind Jurassic Park three. There's no logic behind that movie. Oh, I know. Broke me. Uh, it did all right. It was an eighty million dollar movie. It made three hundred and fifty. Uh, Armageddon made like five fifty, but it also cost one forty. So they made a little bit more, but all things considered. Uh, Deep Impact really is like, it's funny because it it is a big budget movie, whereas normally when these like the two movies come out at the same time, you get like the redheaded stepchild one, like it, where it's clearly under budget, and is meant to just capitalize off of the big one. That usually with with these movies, the better one was the one that did worse in theaters. Yeah, I don't think either of them are that great. Uh, whereas Armageddon is just a hot pile of garbage that can be entertaining. Um, right, it's got Ben Affleck impact. doing the animal cracker, the wolf gazelle, and we're not even paying attention <laughs> to what his fucking shitty accent is because he's trotting it across fucking Liv Tyler's <laughs> naked midriff. And you're yeah. like, all right, what is he going to do? All right. That's right. Forgot about that. All right. Armageddon's better. Armageddon's um, better. <laughs> that, that's, you got me. Um, and uh, yeah, Deep Impact. Deep Impact tried too hard to be smart and Remember like, when emotional. Remember when Leone played Dana Scully in the Hollywood rendition of X-Files in the episode of X-Files? Oh, that was her? Yeah, she she was played Taya Leone in the show, but she was playing Dana Scully. That's right. Yeah, in the movie adaptation. Ah, X Files, such a great show. Yeah, we're here for the truth. Um, yeah. So, spoilers: uh, a lot of people die, but a lot of people live. Cause, no, no, no good. I'm gonna make a movie where everyone just gets wiped out and just goes to black. <laughs> that was the day after tomorrow. That literally was. Uh, Did you, have you, have you ever seen it? No, no one lives. They all die. Wait, really? Yes. Have you ever seen it? Is that the one where everything freezes at the end? No. No, you're thinking of the Jake Gyllenhaal movie. That came out the same time, I think. No, that came out in like the early 2000s. Hang on. The Day After Tomorrow came out in 1983. I'm thinking of the one from 2004. No, yeah, this is the TV one. Yeah, the Day After Tomorrow... Oh no, the one from 2004 is yeah, where everything fucking freezes. Yeah, no, 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 no. That movie, not. I'm not talking about that disaster movie. I'm talking about the TV oh. movie with Steve Gutenberg. I think it's the day after. It's called the day after. Ah, uh, uh, that was. Hang on, the day after. Googling with the rad years. Yes, the day after. This yeah. movie, everyone fucking dies at the end, and this is real, real. And they had to put like a like a, a warning at the beginning of it because people were so fucking scared. Well, good. You know what? Now, now is the time, I think, for me to sit down and watch this. 
oh my god it's awful it's it's so scary and they depict like uh um radiation poisoning so well like everybody dies hmm. like the fallout and the deadly effects are felt everywhere so it's not a, as fun and campy as boy and his dog no 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 the last scene is the doctor where he has a lethal exposure to radiation returns to Kansas City on foot to see the site of his home before he dies. He finds squatters there, attempts to drive them off, and is instead offered food, um, collapses, weeps, and one of the squatters confronts him as he dies. It is dark. There is no, like, this could wind up good at some point. <laughs> gotcha. It is, and it aired on television. Oh my god, I we saw this in eighth grade. My teacher showed it to us. Jeez. In physics, because we were talking about nuclear like war and yeah, Carl Sagan was a um, consultant. They had they had a, they had to make a hotline number with counselors standing by for people. Oh, that sounds like fun. And as soon as the the attack happened, the nuclear attack, there was no commercial breaks. Ooh. Yeah. Then ABC aired a live debate on Viewpoint um, hosted by Ted Koppel with uh, Carl Sagan, Henry Kissinger, and Eli Wassell. Uh, also Robert McNamara and uh, William F. Buckley Jr. Oh, Nicholas Mayer did that? Yeah, yeah. No, oh, I fucking called. You don't know this? Oh, my God. I have no. it. I have it as a digital file. I could give it to you. Oh, yeah. Air, airdrop that shit. It is. This movie, it was one of the first discs I ever rented from um, Netflix because I was like, I was I, uh, this, this. Ronald Reagan said after he saw it, it left him. Like, this might have ended nuclear war because it definitely affected Ronald Reagan. He wow. said it left him depressed for days. Good, good. I can't wait to watch. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It's scary. It changes mind on the prevailing policy of a nuclear war. He was joined in screening with the Joint Chiefs of Staff and a government advisor. Well, at least one of them had to be tenting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's my scariest Doomsday movie ever. Was the day after. Hmm. It is fucking terrifying. Like mine had Frodo. <laughs> Yours did have Frodo. All right, let's um move on to my third pick, Mister Squeezer. Mister mm-hmm. Squeezer. <laughs> Breakthrough to the new world of Mac 3 from Gillette. The first triple blade shaving system. Mac 3, three blades specially positioned to shave progressively closer in one effortless stroke. You take one stroke, it takes three. 
so you don't have to shave the same area over and over, which means less irritation. Three blades, fewer strokes, less irritation. Mac 3. From Gillette. Gillette, the best a squeezer can get. Yeah, you still, um, you and I both have baby faces. We don't really have to shave a whole lot. We're no, not... I, I, and I just let mine go to look like shit, and then I eventually. Yeah, that's what I do. We're not grizzly. And... We're not grizzly. But no. I, around 1998, this was released in June 98, and it was around the time I started shaving. And my dad would use, you know, before this was the two bladed razor. And I, what I read about this was so crazy. So prior to the announcement, Gillette built a plywood wall uh, barrier around their production lines and its factory in Boston to keep this huge secret from its own employees. <laughs> this was such like adding one more blade to the razor was so revolutionary. They had to keep it a secret. So they built like they took plywood and they built like walls all around the factory so that no one knew what they were doing. They were capable of producing 250 cartridges per minute, which must equal a million dollars in profit, if I'm doing my math correctly. Well, yeah, because like blades don't cost anything to make, but you sell them for right. Now, granted, like, I would the, say 250 the, blades cost about a million dollars American, right? Back in '98. <laughs> And that's probably 99.999% profit. Um, well, all that R&D that goes in. Oh, uh, yeah. We're paying for the R&D. We added a blade to the razor. <laughs> <laughs> this kicked off, like, some good bits, though. Like, for everyone, everyone, like, copied it. And, and of course, but, like... Um, Everyone, uh, Saturday Night Live and other people did bits with like adding how many blades to get it up, and now we have like I think the four blade razors, the I don't even the know, Chic Quattro, Chic Quattro, yeah. So yeah, all these years, twenty three years later, we've only added one blade to the razor. Uh, but they they claimed they claimed it cost seven hundred fifty million dollars in R and D squeezer. I was joking. No. Are you serious? Yes, $750 million to add one blade to the razor. Then they spent $300 million. There was a lot of lunch meetings talking about, hey, should we add a third blade? Right. <laughs> what should we do? Why not add a blade? Really? Yeah. Who's on board with the blade? I think we're good with two blades. All right, so we'll split up into the three-blade camp and the two-blade camp. What about four? Get out. Get the fuck out. Get the hell out of here, Barry Schick. <laughs> so they spent $300 million for a two-year advertising campaign for the Mockery Razor. And it worked, because this is the razor I use. I still use the uh, Quattro, whatever the fuck it is. Um, but Gillette marketed the three-blade design, allowing for a shave with less pressure on skin, fewer strokes, thereby reducing skin irritation. The Mach 3 Razor released in june of 1998 you can still buy it they still sell it hmm. they still sell the single blade motherfuckers psychopaths use that shit hipsters make the foam with the little brush i don't know i feel like i, I, like, a, I like a i like a safety razor <laughs> one day's what? one no you don't 
Yeah. What do you blade use? Is. Use a safety razor. Yeah. Like one blade like safety you, razor. Yeah, like you unscrew it, you put the blade in, tighten it back down. And that's what you use to shave. Yeah. Oh, it's fucking great. <sighs> Smoothest shave ever. It's amazing. Ah, I have four blades at once shaving my face. Oh, I got, I got, I just need one. Anyway, one day after COVID. And I can buy a thousand blades for four dollars. <laughs> It's true. I, I went on. I, I I spent I spent five dollars and I, and I did the math. If I shave, I for four dollars, I bought three years worth of razor blades. I honestly haven't bought razor blades because like I had a, uh, uh, Amazon subscription and I kept getting them and getting them and getting them and stopped giving a fuck and about shave. I used to shave every day, and but now I shave like once a week. So I haven't bought razor blades in like six years. I just have the stockpile of what I bought. Because they don't go bad. Mm-hmm. But anyway, my point is, um, once COVID's gone and things start opening up again, there was a lot of like barber shops with hot shaves like opening up in our area, and I always wanted mm-hmm. to go and get one of those, like a like a straight razor, um, hot shave. Oh, it's great. Just just like have like a a cognac, like. Old school. Oh, I've never gone. I've never gone that far, but I just had some crazy guy that used to work at Mack Trucks <laughs> hit the strap. And... Old school eighties porno mags and, and leather everything. Uh huh. Uh huh. It's like people smoking, like ashtrays in there. That's what I want. Hmm. Well, I'm gonna do that once the world opens up. That's one of my bucket lists now. All right, we gotta move on because. We're only on your third pick. We're rambling. We are rambling. Here's your next pick, Squeezie. Rock and roll. Go, go, go. Howdy, boys. I'm Jim Rayner, marshal of these parts. Receiving incoming transmission. Comlink established. That was Jim Rayner. He's Marshall in those parts. <laughs> I'm Marshall in these air parts. Uh, he becomes a hero and he's like the big stud truck. Is this a show or a video game? It's a video game. It is the best PC video game of 1998. And some consider one of the best uh, real-time strategy games ever made. Oh. This is StarCraft. Produced by Blizzard. The same people that bring you... Uh, uh, the Warcraft that went on to do the World of Warcraft and all that ah, stuff. BlizzCon. Um, BlizzCon, yeah. Uh, and uh, th- th- this game is th- this game is perfect in so many ways. Um, and it, it, the biggest thing is like it, the graphics look great, the story was great, and all that, and it was fun to play. But balance is important, especially in competition games. And this game was so well balanced, so perfect, that it was still used in competitions um, in South Korea, of course, uh, for the longest time. And then they, the sequel is still they they still play it like it, it's it's a monster. Oh. Where I was saying I would build my own campaigns. Okay. Yeah, you'd build your own campaigns because they're the script writer, and then you can also build your own maps, and then you can upload them. 
and then you'd go online and then people can rate and review them your maps and it was like a very early form of instagram where you just keep logging on to seeing what other people think of you oh. um constantly it was very healthy um but yeah th this game this game was huge it was a monster it was so much fun and the the coolest thing about it was like the um variability is that a word sure yeah uh between all the races so you had three races you had your terrans which you know like humans uh the zerg which uh terrans kind of that's what uh... kind of ripped off the whole alien kind of xenomorph kind of look and then you have your protoss which are like your high and mighty uh crystal aliens kind of shit your uh, your grays with you know swords ow um, <laughs> but every, every single one of them had a very different style of play. And like, whereas like, you know, like with Command and Conquer, do you ever play any of these real-time strategy games? Nope. Are you an art? No, you don't have the patience for that. Um, the idea is you build a base, you build an army, and then you go attack. Oh yeah, I did. And uh, the, uh, Jake and I, and age eight, my, your friend and my, my friend, Adrian, we'd play Stronghold. Okay. It was the same thing, but it was a castle sim. Yeah. So, the, and the idea was, like, sometimes, like, each army had, like, a one different kind of uh, ours was, unit. Ours was based in history, though. Yeah. So it was, like, archers well, and my lord and stockpiles and, yeah. Yeah. Well, this is in, this is in the future. And you got uh, aliens and, and, and spaceships and shit. That's sick. It's, it's kind of close. But... The idea was, like, in a lot of those games, you have a couple different units that are a little bit different. So your strategy changes up a little bit. But this was, like, each one was so different and so unique that you had to completely change up your play style, uh, how you did it. And just even from bases alone, where, like, your humans, they can kind of set up uh, wherever they want. Whereas, like, the, the Zerg, the alien-looking ones, like, the when I say aliens, like, the xenomorph-looking ones, like, you have to, like, be in, like, this, like, web of mesh kind of, like, th this um, this creep of, like, this goo that you have to build in. And you're limited. and But you also have, like, little, like, like, in aliens, you make, like, they're basically, like, drones. And your whole strategy is, like, overwhelming. Just build and build and build and then the other one, you have to be, like, linked with tower. So every one played completely different. But the balance between them, every different enemy was better against a different one, but weak against another. So you had to use real strategy. Hmm. And um, it was a lot of fun to play. And it really made you think um, yeah. <laughs> to the point where the Air Force actually used it for training exercises at the Air Force Academy for certain courses just to teach you crisis um, situations and like how did when shit goes you're forgetting wrong, the fourth rule of a crisis situation <laughs> doc <laughs> uh, it's got a lot of inspiration from all your uh, from everything you know aliens and the uh, starship troopers the book not the movie um and then a ton of it, and some say it ripped off entirely from Warhammer 40,000 because uh, there was an initial deal. But then Warhammer came out with their own games too, which were a lot of fun to play as well. Um, 
but and it got dark too. It had a great storyline. It uh, these cool little, um, whereas a lot of your uh, your story came from you know you would have like the little bar at the bottom, like with your all your little controls and the little mini map and stuff that you would have in those games. And you had a little window, and like the per- people's faces would just pop up. And it, what was cool about that was it was early on, so the you know your resolution wasn't that great but if you make someone's face real small the they look more detailed you know what i mean like they're not all blown up so they don't look all choppy and blocky so it looks better having them in those little boxes and it tells a story better and they did the same thing even in between i mean just cut screens uh cut scenes with these trees and stuff and like with little people popping up here and there and um it was just a lot of fun. And when I saw that this was out in 98, I'm like, oh, that's awesome. I'm so excited mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. to ramble on about how much I love StarCraft. And if you have a PC and you want to play, uh, this isn't even an ad because it's free. Go to uh, blizzardentertainment.com or Blizzard or whatever the hell it is, and you can download it for free. Like, it's there because it's 22 years old. They don't care. They're making all their money off of Warcraft. So, uh yeah, you can go and just download it for free if you got a PC and play it there. Hmm. Yeah, I'll be damned. All right. Um, shall we move to keep this Ooh, train going to my fourth yeah. pick? Ba-de-ba-de-ba-de-ba-de-ba-de-ba-de-ba-de-ba-de-ba-de-ba-de-ba-de-ba-de-ba-de-ba-de-ba-de-ba-de-ba-de-ba-de-ba-de-ba-de
but we would have done the same fucking thing. So <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Or just pull the plug. Even if um, it, even if it was Jake. I'm saying like getting mugged, the fat guy getting mugged, and we just like oh, mock yeah. him and record yeah. it. Like if it was Jake, our good friend, <laughs> we would have laughed and recorded on our laughed iPhone. Face. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. No, it, it, <coughs> it, it, I, I, I think not that it has time on, on its side, but it has other shows on its side now when you realize what could like everyone's like, oh, yeah, the Seinfeld finale. I'm like, yeah, but compared to Lost or Game of Thrones, Seinfeld really uh, had something going for it. It was they brought everybody was, back on the court it, case. Yeah, it was perfect. It was perfect in that way. And then, like, they, they're just the three of them, and they're bitching. They're talking about nothing in the jail. Yeah. Like, it's it's hysterical. It's really it's no sci-fi. different. If, if that was, honestly, I think it's just, I, I think maybe people wanted even bigger, even though they had all the. No, they wanted like, it to be something. No, they, what they wanted it to be was something that Seinfeld wasn't. Some sappy bullshit. Like, they wind up successful. Good things happen for them. Jerry and Elaine yeah. get married. I don't know what they wanted. But that's not Seinfeld. And I think at, at the time, that's what people wanted. I think if that if the show was still running and that finale aired now like that, people would get it. They would get the humor behind it. No, the, the I don't think they would. You don't think so? Maybe if uh, they could. Maybe in the binging world. Yes. I don't know. Look, look at mm-hmm. Office. The Office... I watched the. I picked. You know what got me to start watching The Office? Hmm. So I watched the British one, Squeezer. I was like a, a snob, and then I torrented the pilot that what that even got changed. It wasn't even the final pilot. It was the test pilot of the American one with Steve Carell and everyone. And I'm like, this is a shot for shot remake of the British one. It's gonna be fucking garbage. Fuck this show. So I never watched it. I never watched the American one. And then when they introduced the video iPod and, and iTunes that they were selling shows, uh, Steve Jobs picked a clip from The Office to promote it. And it was from the beginning of season three where Jim uh, faxed stole a, a ream of, of Dwight's letterhead. And he's up in Connecticut and he's faxing Dwight messages from future Dwight. Dwight, at 8 p.m., someone will poison the coffee. And he runs in and smacks the coffee out of um, Stanley's hand. And he's like, you'll thank me later. And I'm like, oh my god, that's hysterical! I gotta watch. And that was just one clip, and it sold me on the show. So I immediately that night, I was living at Tommy's on Birch Avenue. And that night, I, I started watching, and I pick. I think I picked up right around like the Benny Hanna Christmas, and then I started working backwards in season three, and I kept with it the entire time. And it's genius. And then every it came on Netflix, and people just start watching it, and everybody from our generation to younger to older. It became obsessed with how good the American office was and how nuanced and brilliant it was. Um, and their ending kind of w- was was pretty good too. But I think the Seinfeld's like we're not doing you sappy. We're not. Gonna, there's not going to be any tear jerking. It's just going to be you're going to be like, what? They're going to be sitting in jail, yell, bitching about buttons on a jacket, just like mm-hmm. they did uh, in earlier episodes. Uh, yeah. Seinfeld curb versus Veep. Other I think than it, like the production value of bringing in all those previous guests, that was brilliant. Like, if that if it would have aired anywhere else, in, like the middle of the season or another, like a season finale or somewhere, else, people wouldn't have thought nearly as been nearly as hard on it. 
Yeah, but since it was the last one, they were expecting more. But I, yes. I loved it. I was expecting just that. And I was young. and I mean, I was 15 or 16, you know? I, I, mm-hmm. But I still got it and loved it. Uh, but yeah, the Seinfeld finale, the hope you had your time. It was a, a, a back when people watched TV. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Squeezer, your fourth pick, sir. It was an event. It was, sir. Yeah, I love Curb too, Ferris. Mm-hmm. All right, go. I gotta watch more Veep. Oh, anyway, that low quality audio that you hear there. I think this is uh, the same quality that they ran in broadcast. To be fair, as <laughs> USA. Bro, I get it. We'll run really compressed music to start the show, bro. It'll be awesome. <laughs> uh, on uh, August second, nineteen ninety-eight. We got more wrestling on TV with Sunday Night Heat. Sunday Night Heat was, for a time, my favorite wrestling program. Right, cause it was the lead-in to all the pay-per-views every month. It, it was the lead-in for the paper, which was brilliant. Pro, it was brilliant because you had a preview show that, and you got to spend an hour saying to telling, like normally, like a lot of pay-per-views, like you would turn to the pay-per-view channel, and they're like, "Hey, it was Mean Gene Okerlund." Previews. Uh, yeah, it's me, Gene. And then, like, hey, at uh, fucking 8 o'clock, dan, you got to pay dan, for this shit now. But they put all their dark matches, instead of having dark matches, they put them on heat. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like, it, it was a little taste. It wasn't just a preview. It was, it was almost felt like it was part of the pay-per-view. And, like, it won, you you wanted to keep watching. Um, Here, here's the and, thing. We had um, pay-per-view for free because of my dad. So mm-hmm. everyone came to my house to watch the pay-per-views. Like, we had, like... 15, 20 people in my downstairs to watch the pay-per-view. Heat was the thing that was on as they came over. And then as soon as Heat was over, we switched right to the pay-per-view. We did not miss mm-hmm. Heat, though. You're right. It was huge. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and and even on non-pay-per-view nights, it was a great lead-in to Raw the next day. Because we couldn't get enough of it. You could do on Raw, you, you could set up, you're, you're, setting, you're setting up something for the next night. Right. Like, it saves you time. You can get right into Monday. Like, boom. Let's go. Yeah. And my favorite part about it was, and this is someone that is, like, I liked matches, was you got probably more wrestling matches on Sunday Night Heat than you would get on Monday night. Right. Well, I am opposite of you. I, I want the promos. But... um. And and it's also the lower card guys. You you'd see it was all the the light heavyweight guys. Um, well, that's one thing on there. Vince Russo or, was was good at. He was he would write stuff for everybody. So like yeah. X Pac would always be on Sunday Night Heat, and I love that. Mm-hmm. By the way, did you watch? Yeah, the, did you watch that video I sent you of the AJ Styles figures? Yes, that was almost disturbing. Like it was staged that way. No, it was not. <laughs> There's like four or five different versions of AJ Styles on every four or peg. Four five deep on every peg. Uh, yeah. And that's all that's there. That's like a thing. Go on YouTube and search it. It's everywhere. Every target. Wow. 
is full of just AJ Styles. How many did they make? I don't know, but no one wants this goddamn figure, and he looks like he has a like a weird woman's 1950s bob haircut, and I do not yeah. like him at all. I don't know anything about him, but just because of his figure, I do not like AJ Styles. <laughs> um, yeah, it was it was fun because you could actually have like matches that, and you know you were gonna see a match, and it was there was gonna be a finish. <laughs> it was most likely gonna be a clean finish. Because they weren't going to invest that much in the storyline. There weren't going to be run-ins. There wasn't going to be a whole schmoz. It was just someone was going to get pinned at the end, most likely. Uh, I love a schmoz. I know you love a schmoz. Um, I'm such a mark. But it, it was... It was uh, a gimmick mark. Yeah. You, uh, your hardcore matches were on there. Your European title like matches were on there. Your light heavy one. So you got to see guys wrestle that would normally be yeah on the undercard on the dark matches uh yeah but i just i like heat because it was great one it gave you more wrestling and this was before smackdown and uh two i got to see the guys that uh, i i liked because you know you like those undercard guys you don't get to see as much all right here speaking right. of wrestling here's my last pick it's WCW Fashion Brawlers with Diamond Dallas Page and Sting, Kevin Nash and Goldberg. Fashion Brawlers. Are you ready to fashion brawl? When you wrestle with Fashion Brawlers, they tell you what your fashion. You smashed my head. Listen. Oh my God. He knows you're grabbing his nose. Get off my nose. Twist his arm. Oh my naked arm. Hear him bank when you bend his leg. You're breaking my leg. Fashion Brawlers tell you when you win. One, two, three. Who's next? It's like they're alive. Fashion brawlers, they tell you what you're bashing. Eat so separately. So, Squeezer, when I worked at KB Toy Store, we had these ripoffs of uh, WWF uh, Tonka wrestling buddies that were made by WC- WCW. Constantly was like three steps behind WWF in their toys. So, like, like they had the big LJN figures, and then Hogan joined WWF or WCW, and they made. Uh, San Francisco toy makers made big honking LJN style figures. And then they made like Hasbro style figures. And then Toy Biz, like you mentioned Toy Biz and uh, Marvel, Toy Biz got the WCW contract. So Toy Biz started doing really cool con- really cool um, um, action figures, but they made these bash and brawlers, which were just like uh, WWF wrestling buddies. And but they they made noises and they're cool. Like you grab their nose. They ha- they actually had the nose. The original WCW ripoff wrestling buddies. Uh, I have the Lex Luger in my office. Mm-hmm. They don't. The, the nose doesn't protrude. Like the WWF wrestling buddies, so you can't grab them by the nose and like because I have the Million Dollar Man in there too. You can look at them both. The Million Dollar Man's nose protrudes, and that's like something cool. So these bastard brawlers. And they were a little smaller, but they had electronics in them that they made noises based on where they were. They must have like an altimeter in too, because they knew if you were pinning them. Hmm. So no one fucking bought these squeezer. Literally no one. <laughs> there was Nash, White Sting, Red Sting, DDP, Bret Hart, Hogan, Goldberg. <laughs> there was tons of these. No one bought them. So we would just fucking like demolish them in the back office, like. At KB Toy Store, like <laughs> off the top ropes, like like because the, the back room wasn't too big at all, but we had like shelves that went all the way up to the ceiling. So we'd climb up to the ceiling and just like just land on these motherfuckers, 
and like throw them all over the store. But again, they released like versions that didn't come in the box, but didn't have electronics in them too. And those we just like just rip apart and like the stuff would come out and we just send them back to home offices defects. I know it's horrible now, but since <laughs> Mitt Romney destroyed KB Toy Store with Bain Capital, I guess there's no one to come back and be like, I can't believe you ruined that. But yeah, these these were wrestling buddy knockoffs. And we're pretty true to form and we're actually pretty cool with the electronics. Uh, and if you get your hands on one of these, they're pretty, pretty cool. But they're a little smaller, uh, but they're still as, as much fun to macho man uh, elbow off uh, a big toy rack in the back of a KB toy store on the linoleum floor. Uh, and that's all I have to say about that. I, I wanted to quick. I'm going to quick and get out of here because my internet sucks. I, yeah. Uh, sorry. I remember them. Um, I just, uh, my impression was uh, they're just wrestling buddy. And with all those electronics, you can't cut a hole and have a clean insert. You might, Dude, you might shock it's a yourself. Show. <laughs> but am I wrong? Plus, even a stuffed little Hogan, I, he would. I admitted on this me. show I pretended my Hulk Hogan wrestling buddy was Tanya Harding, and I was married to her. So. Uh... Well, that's more on an emotional level. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Speaking of being connected Speaking to something of... on an emotional <laughs> level, <laughs> here is Squeezer's last pick. Major Hazard, you left the base without authorization. Proceeded to Burger King and ordered a rodeo burger. I've served this command for a Answer the question. Did you order the rodeo burger? You're darn right I did. It was flame broiled and delicious. Burger King salutes small soldiers with a tasty new rodeo burger. Cheese, onion rings, bullseye barbecue sauce. Right now, part of the 99-cent great taste menu. That rodeo burger, it was pretty tasty, huh? You can't handle the rodeo burger. If you ask us, it just tastes better. This is like the 12th to 30th time you brought it up on the show. Did I really? Oh, yeah. You, you love talking oh, to rodeo wow. burger. I love the goddamn rodeo burger. It's so <laughs> good. Um, I never yeah, had so it. This was I was anti-onion really? until like five years ago. Oh, uh, Come join me. It's still, it's still, it's no, now I'm like full not, on onion. I would love this right now, but like, oh, let's go get one. They still right sell now. them? Yep. It's on the value menu now. It came back a couple of years ago. So it came out for uh, small soldiers back in 98. It was the promotional sandwich for it. And uh, they, they, it was kind of like they're, they're cheap at. It's like, all right, we got a burger. What do we do? It's like, ah, slap some barbecue sauce on it that we already have. And we already make onion rings, so just slap one or two of those on it, and you're good. Like, I, I remember when it first came out, it, it was I remember it was a little more loaded, like more onion rings. Now, if you get like two onion rings on it, you're like good. But it's also like a dollar, so I'm not gonna complain that much. Mm. It's like it, it's a nice side to go with your Whopper or two. <laughs> um, you just it's a good it's a great pocket burger just be careful not to do too much because the barbecue sauce will leak out um tips from the pro these are pro yeah, tips for you pro. kids so uh right now um it used to have the bullseye barbecue sauce back in the day but they switched to sweet <coughs> baby rays which i don't have a problem with sweet baby rays is pretty good um and it's just so yummy and it it's just um it's where when you find an onion ring in your fries at Burger King, it's like a special treat. Right. Well, now you get it on your burger. Yeah. And it's like a super special treat. 
And it made no sense. It had no, like, it's not like, oh, well, this makes sense because it's small soldiers and it's a rodeo burger. Like, it didn't make any sense. There was no need, like, it's right. like they had it at the time. It's like, is anyone going to make a cowboy movie? Like, no. Uh, and then, yeah. It was probably meant for, like, Toy Story, Toy Story 3. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, we don't, we're not doing that. We're doing small yeah, soldiers. Disney, it's like, we are Disney. Yeah. Um, we don't need your Burger King, sir. Uh, yeah, it, uh, it had nothing to do with it, but I didn't care. I love small soldiers, and I love the rodeo burger. And when it came back, I was such a happy boy, and I am still a happy boy. And if I'm at Burger King, uh, I, I got to get myself a, uh, a rodeo burger because it is – it is just damn yummy. And if it weren't for the fact I'm trying to be fucking healthy right now and not eat hot garbage. Yeah. Uh, you know, I ate a salad today. I've eaten salad. salads like every day for like the last three weeks, Squeezer. I don't want to hear it. I'm using my Foreman every day. I'm, I'm Foreman's are perfect for grilling chicken, Squeezer. You get the if you if you put it under plastic and pound it out, like flatten it out and make it even size. The George Foreman grill. Makes the perfect grilled chicken breast. Delicious. All right. That was a good uh, de deep dive, Squeezer. Two plus hours into 1998. Um, what a year. What a year. And we're going to make 2021 a good year. We'll be back every week. I'm going to fix my internet connection so we don't get booted off YouTube. And we don't have to. I don't have to have a nightmare freaking editing the show. But I'll do it if you want. I have to do it tonight. Oh, good. Yeah. I knew that. That's yeah. why I offered. Yeah, well, you're a sweet boy and very Thanks. handsome. We'll be back next week. Same rad time, same rad channel, roughly, with another Rad Years podcast. <laughs> I'm RK. Don't forget to like and review us and let me know because and let me know you're a sweet boy. And I'm uh, RK. I'm sorry. You are. Squeezer. And we'll see you next week on the Rad Years podcast. Bye, everybody. Yeah, guys. Bye.